What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Premier League podcast here on FanRag Sports with me, Sebastian Noren, and Elliot Niblock. We are probably less today because of some scheduling issues, but he will grace your ear canals with a mobile take towards the end of the <laughs> episode. Not your earlobes. It's going to go straight no, into the canals. It's exactly. I, w- I was actually thinking about that. I was going to say earlobes first. And I was like, no, it's going straight into your to your ear canals, into your brain. Hopefully he has well, something I mean, I good to say. Technically, if you're listening to this with earbuds, that is literally true. That is literally true, yes. Yeah, well, we're going to do a little European roundup here as we had some fixtures in the Champions League and Europa League, and then we'll take a look ahead at a uh, pretty interesting weekend ahead of us in the Premier League as we got not one, not two, but three derbies on mm-hmm. the slate. So. <laughs> one of which with some uh, some interesting title portents as well, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes, that's true. That's true. A lot of good stuff to look forward to, so... You know, we're going to have some bad weather here in the Cincinnati area over the weekend, which I'm not, you know, too sad about. Yeah, gonna, you stay inside and watch the game. Exactly. Well, that that's the thing. When you move to a place like this, after living in, you know, in my case, two very sunny states, California and Arizona, you never felt the need to like, oh, it's sunny outside. It's always sunny outside. You don't care. Here it's like, oh, it's nice outside. We should do something outside. Mm-hmm. So you don't really feel that yeah. pressure um, living in those totally. states. Totally. But... In, in the Midwest, you definitely get that. Uh, like when I lived in Minnesota, I mean, it's true in Chicago, some extent also, but it's like when the winter ends, everybody's like, oh my God, I have neighbors, other humans. Let's yes. have a festival every day of the summer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, let's get into it here. And the first leg of the quarterfinals in the in the Champions League Took place midweek, uh, kicking things off on Tuesday was Sevilla against Bayern Munich. Bayern took a 2-1 win in that game. And then Real Madrid took a very nice 3-0 win over Juventus in Italy. I mean, that's sort of the big game here. Ronaldo with a brace, and he's just keeps on scoring goals in the Champions League it's incredible what he does in this tournament. Well, and not just not just a brace, but also one of the most beautiful go- one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen live, for sure. And I think also one of the most beautiful goals, period, in his bicycle kick. I mean, just like how like the athleticism and the technique combined yes. was amazing. I mean, an overhead kick, and he made contact with the ball like eight feet off the ground. Yeah, no, it was it was basically if you look up what a perfect bicycle kick should be, that that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, Zinedine Zidane said it was better than the goal, great goal he scored in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would probably still rate Zidane's goal higher, but at the same time, this is definitely up there as one of the most perfect goals of all time. Yeah. And, and I think one of the most, for me, one of the most remarkable things about it was that, um, I don't know if you saw this, but behind the goal, the Juventus supporters applauded him. Yeah. And that is just pure class, yeah. you know? And, and actually, I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we're quick to kind of poke fun at Ronaldo and his massive ego. Uh, but at the same time, like the post-match interview that he gave, you could, he was, 
he was like visibly moved by that gesture. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, never before in my entire career has something happened like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting to kind of to watch his body language celebrating because initially you could tell it was him kind of posturing like, yeah, look at me. That was amazing. And then when he, he realized that they were applauding, he kind of, you know, patted his chest and nodded to the fans uh, before running back to the center circle. So it was, it, it was a good thing to see all around, but you know, although, we have to we have to give credit where credit is due to the fans. Juve were well and truly beaten in this one, despite some early chances. I mean, I honestly think that. Uh, so you know, they had the the red card, but I think Paulo Dybala should have been off before that, mm. honestly, um, because when he was fouled by Ramos, and then let's get, let me be honest. I would also want to hit Sergio Ramos in the face, but it was a hundred percent intentional when he swung his arm back and hit Sergio Ramos in the face. Yeah. And I think that should have been his second yellow already. Yeah. The was a little bit too hot headed in this one, picked up two yellow cards and was sent off in the 66th minute. So it's going to be really, really tough for Juventus to uh, claw their way back into this one. Yeah. No, they're Spain for the I mean, second leg. Yeah, Real Madrid can like grab pass it back and forth to Bernabeu and pretty much consider themselves into the semifinals, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and the Ronaldo goal, I you know, it should be a lock for goal of the season, really, unless we something even more spectacular happens here towards the end of the season or in the World Cup, but nah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's got that one in the bag. Uh, Bayern Munich, like we said, 2-1 to one win on the road against Sevilla. You know, they got a little bit of help with a own goal by Jesus Navas. Yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, it, they got a result. They got a result. They got on the board. That's all they need. At home, they've been so good. So, you know, Bayern, of course, still huge favorites in this one. Yeah, I, I think that uh, maybe not quite as done and dusted as Real Madrid's 3-0 with three away goals, but you still have to assume that Ancelotti's men with not only a lead, but also two away goals will go back to Munich and just take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if Sevilla could have held on to halftime with the lead, because, you know, they were fired up after grabbing that first goal, but then just, you know, five minutes afterwards, they that, that own goal sort of spoiled it for them, so... We'll see if they can make any noise down in Bavaria in their second leg. On Wednesday, Barcelona took a 4-1 to win over Roma. Um, yeah. Two, the first two being kind of uh, ugly own goals. Yeah, two own goals by Roma, De Rossi and Manolas. And then Piquet and Suarez also got on the score sheet for Barcelona. Dzeko scored for Roma. So, I mean... Yeah, this is also well, the thing is though that when it was when it was still just three one after Jeco scored, like Roma looked like they might they might be able to get another goal and you know make it kind of interesting with two away goals, you know, because at that point you say, all right, well, if you can manage to win two nil at home, then uh, it's not unthinkable. No, uh, but yeah, with Suarez the fourth, it's totally a dagger. I mean. You know, the the other match that we'll get to in a second, I think, is the only one of these quarterfinals that isn't already decided, essentially, going into the second leg. 
Yeah, it's a big ask for Roma to go home and beat Barcelona, you know, 3 nothing. Uh, that's just not something I see happening. The last game, as you alluded to, Liverpool 3, Manchester City nothing. Liverpool really coming out, punching City in the face here. Uh, after a very strong opening 31 minutes, Salah, Oxley, chamberlain and Mane on the score sheet for Liverpool. And... You know, it sort of shows what you can do to City if you really go after them. Yeah, and I think that the thing is that teams are afraid to really go after them because, I mean, let's just look at the record, right? If you go after them probably eight times, maybe nine times even out of ten this year, then you're going to get punched back in the nose on the counter and end up, you know, losing Four two or something, but all credit to Liverpool. Not only did they really go after them, but they defended well. And I mean, I, I mean, that's the big that that's the big sort of uh, surprise yeah. for me was that they kept a clean sheet. Really, I mean, we yeah. know they're good going forward. Yeah, I was gonna say I shouldn't I should just gloss and like and Liverpool defended well. Wait, what? Liverpool defended well? Yeah. Uh, but I honestly, I'm, I tell you what I think is going to happen in this one, Seb, and we'll, you know, we'll speak again before, uh, before the second leg of this match. But I foresee City hitting them for three or four goals. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended three nil and went to extra time and maybe even penalties, or if it finished four one and Liverpool went through on away goals. I mean, that that really is the biggest thing yeah. because if this was three one Liverpool over City. I would still say City would be favorites to go through, right? You know, just even with just one away goal, right? Yeah. Uh, but at 3-0, it's, it's going to be interesting. That's certainly, for my money, you know, of next week's fixtures, the one can't-miss game among them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's going to be fun to see this one. Two teams that play some pretty um, pretty good football right now and... You know, they're sort of fun to watch, unlike another Manchester team. <laughs> uh, then let's go over to the Europa League. And uh, Arsenal taking a 4-1 to win over CSKA Moscow or Shushka Moscow uh, in their first leg there. Aaron Ramsey, two goals, and Lacassette, two goals. Yeah, A beautiful, beautiful brace for Aaron. And it was almost got a hat thing to... Yeah, well, that was, and not only did he almost get a hat trick, you know, it was just had so many chances saved off the woodwork, um, but he really wanted that hat trick, and I wish that he could have just given some of that desire for his third goal over to Alex Awobi, <laughs> and then maybe we would have won five or six to one. I don't yeah. know, uh, but it it really could have been. I mean, I think that. I'm a little of two minds about this because on the one hand, and Alexi Lawless was very quick to say this, I really hate him in the booth. He's fine in the studio. Um, but, you know, Arsenal didn't defend particularly well. You know, they gave Sheska Moscow a number of chances. Um, and he kept saying over and over, rightly so, um, but over and over, that a team like Atletico Madrid would bury them and Arsenal would be in a lot of trouble. And that's true. But nonetheless, I think that the, for me, the most important thing is that this wasn't Arsenal 4-0 up, switching off and conceding a goal. This was Arsenal having, you know, uh, Moscow equalizing 
on a stupid free kick to give away, but a beautifully taken free kick. And then Arsenal still saying, right, we're going to keep putting on the pressure, keep this attacking style of play going, and we're going to get three more goals and win it handily. And that to me is as concerning as the defending is against higher quality opposition, like that ability to, you know, to bounce back from the equalizer and take over the game again is the most encouraging thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other results, Atletico Madrid beats Sporting Club de Portugal 2-0. I mean, their attacking duo there, Griezmann, Dia Costa, that's a good one. Uh, Lazio defeated Red Bull Salzburg 4-2. A very good result for them. And then Leipzig took a 1-0 win at home over Olympique de Marseille. So, uh, you know, it's not all done and dusted in the Europa League, that's for sure. Arsenal, I think, are in a very good spot. Same for Lazio. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. There's uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this is, for my money, this is kind of the... Um, the reverse of the Champions League in terms of, you know, which ties are totally done and dusted. Uh, I think, I think not only Marseille, but also I think that, uh, that, um, gosh, it's so confusing with two Red Bull clubs. (laughs) Red Bull Salzburg have a chance to turn it around against Lazio, you know, just with two away goals. But essentially, Atletico and Arsenal are pretty well Yeah, they're pretty well off. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, it's uh, Premier League time. So stick around. Okay, and we're back. Let's take a look ahead at what's coming up in the Premier League over the weekend. We said we had got three derbies on the docket, and uh, first out is the Merseyside derby between Everton and Liverpool. And uh, it looks like no Mohamed Salah for Liverpool in this one. But they still have some good options going forward. And how long? I mean, it's been a long time since Everton actually beat Liverpool, hasn't it? Yeah. I Well, I should also say that I think that Mohamed Salah, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm... I'm no doctor. I'm not at Anfield. I don't really know, but I think this might be a Mo Salah's injured because we know that we really, really need him to come to the Etihad next week. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, even, I mean, that's the thing. Klopp said, you know, I, I won't risk him unless he's 100% fit. He won't play. And I, yeah. I think that that's smart when you're in the position you're in in the Champions League. If they would have lost I, 5 nothing, then yeah, he would probably play. Yeah, I mean, I agree entirely, but yeah, it, the the like he's not a hundred percent. I bet he's somewhere around like ninety one percent. But still, yeah, why why risk it when you have such a big game coming up uh, next week? Yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to down. I should like I don't want to downplay the importance of this derby, right? Like no no self respecting Liverpool supporter doesn't you know doesn't have a deep desire to go in and beat Everton at Goodison Park right like everybody wants them to take all three points but also in the grander scheme of things you know there's a trophy to play for and European glory would 
I'm sure you don't want to hear this said, but it would it would like really reignite the passion of the Liverpool fans. Now, obviously, I don't think that they're anywhere close to favorites, even should they go through to the semifinals to lift the trophy. But, you know, once you're into the semis, you really have to start to believe that, OK, it's at least possible. Oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, for me, it's a it's a. Uh... You know, it's a loose loose. Either Liverpool goes through or Man City goes through. So, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I de- I definitely don't want City to win a treble. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd rather see Liverpool through and then hopefully they can get knocked out in the semis. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, that's, that's how it goes for me. But, yeah, of course, they're going to go in with the mindset that they, they want to beat Everton. It's always a very good local rivalry between those two sides that's the 7 30 a.m kickoff on saturday then we have a bunch of 10 a.m 10 a.m games that you know there's nothing really here that's like jumps out at me like ooh, i this is a must watch mm-hmm. like you got bournemouth crystal palace on cnbc then you got uh brighton against huddersfield on nbcsn and then you have four games on the NBC Sports Gold with Leicester against Newcastle, Stoke, Spurs, Watford, Burnley, and West Brom, Swansea. And then the Manchester Derby is at 12.30 between Manchester City and Manchester United. And, of yeah, course, I that's, mean, that's the other big game of Saturday. So, Well, it's not like I... You can't say the other big game. That's by far the biggest game of the entire weekend, right? Yes, it's the biggest one, but at the same time, you know, Merseyside is always a big game. But yes, the Manchester Derby is huge. If City defeats United in this one, they will mathematically win the title. So they can secure it with a win over their rivals. Yes. Um, Although I... So I have to admit, I was wrong about this. I thought that this was going to be played at Old Trafford. Nope. Um, they can win it which, at home in front yeah, of their home fans while well, also smacking their rivals in the face. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, from your perspective, right, like you're the only one between the two of us who's a United supporter. Wouldn't it be even more painful to see them go into Old Trafford oh, yeah. and win oh, yeah. the league at the Theater of Dreams? Absolutely. Absolutely, that would sting. I mean, it, it's going to sting. I, I think they're going to. I think City's going to pull it through here, um, and it's going to suck. But yeah, it would have been even worse if they would have done it at Old Trafford. No doubt about it. So uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane in 1971, and we still sing about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a game I'm looking forward to. I can tell you that much. I can tell yeah. you that much. Then Sunday, we got Arsenal taking on Southampton. That's the early game. 9.15 a.m. kickoff. And then our third derby there, Chelsea against West Ham, 11.30. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, normally a, a pretty interesting game. But definitely falls wow. falls in the shadow of the two other derbies. Yeah, and I think, though, that it, there is still some interest just based on Chelsea's recently woeful form. <laughs> and, you know, because normally I would guess that oh, Chelsea are going to run all over them. But, you know, I mean, they've uh, they they beat Leicester and Crystal Palace, but otherwise in their last 
six games. Those are their only two wins, and the others have all been losses. Yeah, they got well. They got three losses and two wins in their last five league games. They beat West Brom and they beat Crystal Palace. Oh, I, okay, I, I was yeah. speaking inclusive of uh, Champions League, yeah. and, and of so, course, beating Leicester's FA Cup as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what shakes out there. I mean, this is a much more important game for West Ham than it is for Chelsea, as West Ham are in that you know cluster of teams fighting for survival, really, uh, whereas. I mean, Chelsea, they're sitting pretty good in fifth right now. I don't, they're not going to catch up to Spurs. I don't think they have to worry too much about Arsenal. Maybe a little if they end up losing this one and Arsenal win, then there's only two games or two points separating them. Yeah. I mean, that's if they, if they lose to West Ham, then we can start talking about that. But despite that recent poor form, I don't actually see that happening. No, I don't think so either. Okay, let's get into our scoring predictions for this match week. Officially, it's match week 34, or 33, sorry. Um, let me rattle off the points so Pauly don't get mad. Pauly leads 243. I think he's pretty much got yeah, a bag he here Yeah, he is now. the Manchester City among us. In the yeah, game. then I'm in second 216. Elliot's in third 205. Yeah, I really dropped off the pace here. I'm going to need a couple of strong weeks in order to, to have a chance at second. I mean, we still have half of uh, match week 31 left, so we'll see what happens there too. But for match week 33, first out, Everton, Liverpool. Paulie's already put in his picks. I've already put in my picks. Paulie's going 2-1 to one Liverpool. I'm going 3-1 to one Liverpool. Ah, I'm I'm gonna zag on this one. I think it's gonna be two one Everton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of lay an egg after the high that they had at Anfield earlier in the week. Okay, yeah, that could happen. Could happen. Then we got Stoke against Spurs. Paulie's going three nothing Spurs. I'm going four nothing Spurs. I'm going two nothing Spurs. Two nothing Spurs. Okay, so Stoke is they're gonna take the lead and. <laughs> And then we're all, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, Leicester against Newcastle. Yeah. Realistically, I hope this, I hope this game is a nil-nil draw with seven red cards. Yeah. Um, uh, Leicester Newcastle. I, I just have no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm disgusted by the Stoke supporters singing about breaking Aaron Ramsey's leg. So yeah. Yeah, understand. Got some extra ire in me just from Leicester. Totally understandable. Leicester against Newcastle. I'm going one-one. Paul is going two-two. And I'm going 2-0 Leicester. 2-0 to the Foxes. I mean, they are at home, so I can see that going. But, I don't know. I think Magpies, they got a point in them. Uh, Brighton against Huddersfield. We've split uh, here. I am going 2-1 Huddersfield. Paulie's going 2-0 Brighton. And then we're going to have total split parity because I'm going 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. I think the Palace have played so well. They're finally going to get a result here. 2 nothing, Crystal Palace. Paulie's going 1-1. One, one. Ah, I'm with Paulie on this one. This is another draw in my book. Okay, we got 1-1 one, one there. And then Watford against Burnley. Both Paulie and I, one nothing Burnley. I'm going to give them two goals, even. Two... 2-0 Burnley. 2-0 Burnley. Ooh, very nice. 
Uh, West Brom against Swansea. Once again, Polly copied me. 2 nothing Swansea. Uh, scoreless draw. Score. Oof. Too bad for all you guys who are going to watch that on NBC Sports Gold. Uh, <laughs> then Manchester Derby. I think it's going to be 3 1 Man City. Polly's going 2 nothing Man City. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2 0 City seems right. 2 0 City, okay. Then the Arsenal fixture against Southampton. Paul is going 3 0 Arsenal. I'm going 3 1 Arsenal. Uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, God, Seb, you're killing me. I need to make up ground on you, though. I know. Give him a fourth. Nah, nah, I'm going to say say 3-0 Arsenal. 3-0, okay, you're going with Paulie on that one. And then last off, Chelsea, West Ham. Paulie's going 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going 2-1 Chelsea. I'm giving the Hammers a goal in this one. I'm agreeing with uh, Paulie on that. 2-0 Chelsea. I think they're going to finally keep a clean sheet here. Mm. Well, well, there you have it, guys. We're going to finish things off with Paulie's mobile take. We'll talk to you again. After the weekend, as always, you can you know find us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Paul is P. Questel. Elliot is Keats was better. So until next time, have a good one. Bye bye. Hey guys, it's Paulie. Missing another show, but uh, don't worry, I am here once again to provide you with the fun mobile take after what was an incredible week of soccer, and looking forward to a massive weekend where. Uh, there are big games all over the northwest of England, and we have a team that has a chance to win the title, and we're not even in double digits of April yet. So we're going to start right here, Champions League. We're going to look at Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, because it always comes down to the managers, especially in the Premier League, where you have Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho. We'll begin Wednesday. Anfield, Manchester City roll in, where it turns out they've won like one game at Anfield since like 1988 or something like that. A really long time predates the Premier League. Shouldn't have, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but Liverpool blows the door off, off of them. Now, the way they did it, scoring three goals right off the blitz, that was a bit of a surprise. Shouldn't have been a surprise that they beat Manchester City? Not at all. Jurgen Klopp, he owns a great record against Pep Guardiola. He beats him. You know, if it's not a cup final, Jurgen Klopp is probably going to beat Pep. That's just the way it is. And he did it because he attacked Pep. City have defensive issues. They always have. They hide them because they have the ball the whole game. But Pep made some interesting uh, tactical decisions, and Jurgen Klopp completely attacked them. And boom, what happens? You win 3-0. And you hold on to that win even with your two best players going off injured in the second half. Fast forward now to, to, to Saturday, and we're going to have another big game where Manchester City have the chance to win the title. All they have to do is beat their crosstown rivals, Manchester United and Jose Mourinho. Is that going to happen? Well, here's what I'll say. Since, uh, I believe since his final season at Chelsea, Mourinho against the top six sides, not only does he not have a win, his teams have only scored one total goal. So, game is at City. Now, what's going to happen? You just saw Jurgen Klopp look at that Pep Guardiola's team and attack it. 
He said, we're not going to be afraid. And he did this in January too. We're not going to be afraid of them. We're going to attack them. We're going to attack their deficiencies. Jose Mourinho doesn't play that way. Jose Mourinho says, ooh, Manchester City are good. We're going to sit back in our shell and we're going to hope to hit them on the counter and try to get a cagey 1-0 affair. Is it going to work? Well, let's look at the history. Jurgen Klopp has a constantly attacks Pep's teams, and he constantly beats Pep. He's beaten Pep more often than he hasn't beaten Pep. Jose Mourinho doesn't attack Pep's team. Pep's teams. Not only does he lose more often than he wins, he rarely wins. He's got like three or four wins in his life against Pep. One of them was in the League Cup in the fourth round. We know how Jose's going to play this. He did the same thing against Sevilla in the Champions League. That's why United aren't in it. Sevilla, a team with no defense. All you have to do is attack Sevilla, and they're going to let the goals in. And United didn't do that. So they're rightfully out of the Champions League. Now, you're, the only way to prevent Manchester City from celebrating a title after a win against their crosstown rivals is Jose Mourinho actually changing his tactics? Come on. Let's be, let's be serious here. One manager plays to win. The other plays not to lose. And it's no surprise that the one who plays to win, he wins. The one who plays not to lose... When he plays good teams, he doesn't win. Thank <laughs> you.